0: Wizards are all the same. You talk nonsense while making wise and meaningful faces. The Witcher.
1: You're listening to Writing Roots, brought to you by Aspen House Publishing.
0: Welcome to Writing Roots, I'm Lee Hull. And I'm Leigh And we are continuing our series about using time as an author. Last episode, we talked about using it as a plot device. For the rest of this, we're using it as a way to convey your story in an interesting fashion.
1: Using it as the story structure itself. Today's episode is using a parallel storyline structure. This is becoming way more common in fantasy genres. But let's get into what this parallel structure is first.
0: Technically... Parallel structure can be almost any story you know. Game of Thrones, where you've got lots of stuff happening in lots of different locations, but it's all happening at the same time. For this episode, we are narrowing it down a little bit to where the timeline for each plot line can be a little bit different. So
1: the idea is that there are at least two different stories being told at the same time, that will eventually converge. For one example, the Stormlight Archive series by Brandon Sanderson. In the first book, you have basically the story of Kaladin and the story of Shallan. And they're in completely different places in the world, working towards completely different goals. The plots are different. But in the second book, they finally meet and their stories kind of converge and they all start working together towards one goal. So that's an example of a parallel
0: structure where they're working towards different things. One of my favorite examples of this comes from the TV show version of The Witcher, where we see his story, which spans a whole bunch of time. We see the romantic interest story, which spans, what, a couple hundred years at least. And then we see the little girl's story, which spans like a couple of months. We're seeing the beginning of all of these stories at the same time, even though they don't happen at the same spot in the story's timeline. And then they advance at different speeds until they meet up at the end of the season where they're all in the same timeline. The
1: one thing I will say about the Witcher series is that this was not conveyed very well. You had to be really paying attention to, like, character names and imagery that popped up in order to understand that it wasn't all happening at the same time. But once you picked up on that, it became a lot easier to follow the flow of the story because you were realizing, oh, there's a couple of different timelines here. For a lot of people I talked to, that took several episodes. So those first several episodes, they were just confused myself included.
0: Watching it the second time through, it definitely made a lot more sense. But the way you can do this as a storyteller is to have an anchor point. So we say, hey, the apocalypse was last year. And then the next plot line that you're hopping to, yeah, the apocalypse was my grandmother's generation. Hey, the apocalypse was 300 years ago. It doesn't matter anymore. And then as these characters converge, you can have a reference point for all of your characters, where they all meet up, and then it starts to make sense. Going
1: back to the Witcher example, this reference point was actually a brother and sister, like tertiary characters, where in one storyline, they were children. And then in The Witcher's storyline, he was dealing with the fallout of their incestuous relationship. And then in the other storyline, it was brought in somehow, and I can't remember how. But it was when I finally figured those characters out that I was like, oh,
0: I get it now. Something you do have to keep in mind as you're building this type of story structure is they do need to meet up at some point doesn't have to be the end. That tends to be the most common because all of your characters and your reader and your audiences are leaning toward the end of the story. But in the case of Avengers Endgame, they met up and then split up and then came back. And
1: like in the example I said at the beginning, Stormlight Archive, they didn't meet up in the first book. They met up finally in the second book. And there are still several other kind of plot lines that are starting to trail in as the books continue. So we're on book four now and we're finally getting some other storylines to tie in fully. But it is something you should be working towards because they do need to relate somehow. You can't just tell two simultaneous stories in the same world for funsies. You need to have some point while you're telling them at the same time in the same book. They
0: need to be, in essence, the same story. So the story being the problem and the solution. We're not talking about any particular characters or this or that. You will need to have multiple points of view. We'll get to that in a second. But the solution is the same. The characters meet up and save the world or destroy each other in a Mortal Combat style showdown. You've got the same problem amongst all of the characters. If my plot line's going this way and my problem is going this way, your plot line's going that way, your storyline's going that way. If we don't meet up, it sounds like you're just aiming for word count and filling pages.
1: Or you're so interested in the world that you've created that you just want to show all of it instead of the main story that is the reason why you're showing us the world.
0: Most of the time, when I see authors do this, their word count is enormous. So what I would recommend is make it two different books or three different books. You can have them guest star in each other's story. The Marvel Cinematic Universe is based on that. But tell one problem, tell one solution per book. The other thing, parallel timelines are not
1: flashbacks. That is not what this is. A flashback is going back in the character's own timeline to show a piece of that story. And as we always say with flashbacks, don't have them just for the sake of them. They need to move the story forward in some way. But it's filling out my character's backstory. Don't care. Backstory can go off in its own little world, in its own little story,
0: and live there. So if your character is a CIA spy and leading a double life, flashbacks to his real life versus the cover story he's doing now are only relevant if the real life side comes and screws with the cover story now. They need to have an impact on either the problem or the solution to be part of the story. Otherwise, again, it feels like you're just filling pages, which is great if that's what you want to do, but it won't make your story as compelling as it could be. As we
1: mentioned in the beginning, this story structure relies very heavily on having multiple points of view. If you don't have more than one point of view character, you don't have a parallel story structure.
0: That's kind of in the definition of parallel, as You've got more than one If you're moving forward and backward in time, that's a slightly different storytelling device, you're on the wrong episode for that. But if you have several different characters from several different locations even, if the Guardians of the Galaxy and Doctor Strange end up hanging out for a minute, then their stories are colliding and there's a point to it. But for the most part, two different timelines, two different stories, keep them separated. If you've got this story that you want to do in this parallel structure, multiple points of view are necessary. But again, make sure you're working toward the same goal, the same solution. I will put a little asterisk
1: on that because just because you have multiple points of view does not mean you're telling a parallel storyline. Your characters do need to be separated somehow for it
0: to be parallel. Technically, Finding Nemo is a parallel story structure. Even though we see what's happening on the same timeline, kind of more or less at the same time, they're in two different enough locations that their meeting up is the goal at the end. So the idea is that
1: you have your individual characters with points of view can have different subplot, problems and solutions that they're working toward, but those need to play in to the entire story arc's problem and solution. That's the difference. So if they are not playing into that story arc, then it's not parallel. They need to be different books. But even if their subplots are different, as long as they're playing in to that and bigger structure, then it is parallel. It works. So in this, everybody starts at their own point A, working towards a singular point B. In the structure we'll talk about in our next episode, the Rashomon, everybody starts at the same point A, working towards their own point B. I hope that we have made sense. It is a little difficult talking about time because time
0: is wibbly wobbly. <laughs> if I had a whiteboard right now, I think I would be making a lot more sense.
1: Yeah, we need to have a whiteboard and maybe some cork boards with the uh, strings to tie between different things. Yes. But remember, you don't have to tell a story in the classic one point of view, one story arc. You can play with time and you can have multiple characters in the same setting working towards the same point B. Have parallel timelines. It's difficult But it could be fun, and it could be a fun exercise for
0: you to expand your writing horizons. So if you are a pantser looking at experimenting with plotting, this would be a good way to go. If you are a plotter, I think you have a leg up in this particular category, but that does not mean it's easy. The hardest part, but always the best part, is to write selfishly.